Come on. Sick of being broke, living paycheck to paycheck. Sick of sleepwalking through your days at a job where you're not engaged. Check out Money Alignment Academy. It can help you get on track financially and become engaged in your work. The time is now. MoneyAlignmentAcademy.com The strong, the powerful Eric Miller, principal and co-owner of PADT Inc., an engineering firm celebrating 25 years of making innovation work, is here on Money Savage Create. Welcome, Eric. Well, thank you very much. Uh, That was a very nice, uh, powerful introduction. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. So, uh, background is I am um, a hybrid child uh, of a fighter pilot and a um, Jewish doctor's daughter. So, um, I've got uh, a split personality of um, kind of a technical science-y side of thing and also kind of more of a leadership side of things. And uh, that's kind of been uh, a great way to describe my life from, from day one, um, kind of bouncing off between those two things. And uh, I ended up doing what I'm doing right now because I, I love engineering and, um, you know, I had a great experience working for a corporation for, for nine years and then with, with friends decided to start this company, PADT, 25 years ago as an opportunity to, to do more than, than just be an engineer. And uh, it's been a great experience. Oh, I love it. And for those who are not familiar with uh, with everything else that I've got going on, Eric has been a two-time guest on the Figure It Out podcast. And mm-hmm. gosh, in probably going on two hours of talking, I don't know that I ever even knew that uh, 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 about your parents' background. So, yeah, so yeah. I, I appreciate that. I think that that's, that's maybe a great way to sort of mm-hmm. jump into the conversation with those two worlds, talking about mm-hmm. tech and science and then leadership. Mm-hmm. How, how, how has that come together um, from from your 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 psyche standpoint and 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 how you talk to yourself? Because I know that some people mm-hmm. have really negative self talk; they beat themselves up all the time. Some people mm-hmm. have really positive. Talk to us about 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 what what your self talk is like. Yeah, it's it's complicated because of that. <laughs> it's, there's there's a lot there. Um, there's multiple voices in my head, as people like to say. Um, I think I think the big thing is um, it, it, with my self talk, it can range from um, uh, kind of. I, I think the most effective and the one that that helps me the most is kind of a disinterested third party um, that that kind of isn't. You know, my dad uh, getting things in line or, or my mom's side of the family just asking questions to the point of uh, beating the horse to death and kind of kind of stepping back and um, looking at it in a more dispassionate way of what what am I trying to achieve here? What what's what's really going on to put my uh, my emotional uh, part aside and, and really look at um, what am I trying to achieve where do I want to go? What am I trying to do? What, what's going on in this situation? And and that's been that's been actually very effective for me and, and an ability to to kind of look at things from a different perspective, even with from within my head. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. I mean, it's it's one thing, obviously, um, mm-hmm. doing 
engineering, you need mm-hmm. that that extreme technical knowledge and yep. to be able to, to step back and, and examine problems. But also, mm-hmm. you've, you've grown a company where there's other people mm-hmm. involved, so you need right. to be empathetic and all that. How, yes. how, how has how has your, your, your self-talk changed over the years, if at all? Yeah, I think that the empathy part is the big change. Um, it didn't really need to exist before, right? Because right. it, it was just me, mm-hmm. right? So, or, or, or maybe my, my family back then. And, and now it's this big family, this, you know, 85 people here, and then all of our partners and all of our customers and the kind of this big community and other things that I'm involved in with, say, the Tech Council or Commerce Authority or the startup community and, and empathy is probably, you know, I, I keep going back to this idea of walking in someone else's shoes. I think it was one of those things you learn in kindergarten, right? Um, <laughs> so walking somebody else's moccasins, I think was the poster <laughs> on the wall and it stuck with me. Uh, and, and I keep coming back to it in my self talk of, well, where is this person coming from? What, what is, what is the pain? You know, they're saying something that doesn't make sense. There's probably pain that's causing that. There's probably some conflict that's causing that. Why, why are they so passionate about something that no one else cares about? Um, or, or why, why do they want to do this badly? Or why do they think it's such a good idea? You know, on the positive side of things and try and understand from an empathetic standpoint, that, that has been the biggest shift in myself to talk. Well, I, I appreciate that so much, and I think you know. And how 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 long has that been going on for for twenty five years since you started the company? Or? Um, no, no, I think I think it it really didn't start initially, and it was you know we were just a few people in you're in a small community, um, you know, when there's five to ten people kind of working closely together, you don't really need that that uh, self. Uh, I guess it's a discipline to to step back and look at things from other people's perspective because you're so integrated with everybody. But um, I think it was when we had an employee, probably one of our best early employees, and um, she decided to leave the company for a variety of reasons. And and trying, I think we were, I was unaware of her. Um, it wasn't that she was unhappy, but what she really wanted to achieve from a career standpoint and from a personal standpoint. And, and I really didn't consider that um, and really only considered the technical side of things um, and really focused on that with her. And, you know, that wasn't where she wanted her career to go. And um, that, that was an eye opener for us. That was probably about five to six years in. And that's that, that's a whole nother whole nother skill set to mm-hmm. number one. say so, OK having having the i guess the intelligence to say okay it's probably i had some part in this it probably wasn't yes. all the other person <laughs> yes and, and, and then to actually take a deep dive and say okay what are some of the variables that that didn't add up and but th- th- that's kind of a next level thing i i think mm-hmm. at least to say okay again put, put myself in this other person's shoes what was missing mm-hmm. um did you just figure that out on your own or was it coaching or um, yeah, I th- you know, I think it, it, it probably just came, um, from outside pushes that kind of made me come to a realization of it. it probably heard someone say it. I don't remember exactly, but a lot of times these, these things happen because, um, you know, we're constantly being bombarded by information and opinions and ideas and examples. And then when an uh, event occurs, it, it all kind of adds up. It's like, oh, what a coincidence. Everybody's talking about being empathetic with your employees. Well, 
people are always talking about being empathetic with your employees. But when I had an employee who left because I wasn't being empathetic, I think it kind of resonated, this kind of overwhelming conversation that's going on out there. And uh, it kind of clicked in my head. And then and over time, uh, just kind of uh, reinforcing it as, as more and more examples happened where, um, you know, as we grew – it became even more and more important as the communication became more difficult with size and distance uh, became even more and more important. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciate that, that I think everybody probably knows intellectually that we should be mm-hmm. more empathetic with, yeah. <laughs> with our friends and our family and mm-hmm. our coworkers and, and you as, as, as the leader or rather mm-hmm. one, one of the leaders in your organization, mm-hmm. but then take that one step further. Now you're, you're such a, an active, um, active participant and mentor and leader in, in the ecosystem, the whole tech ecosystem, mm-hmm. ecosystem here in Phoenix and, and probably even nationally. How do you, how do you try to impart that and, and get it through people's skulls that, yeah, I know intellectually I'm supposed to do that, but <laughs> you you really ought to learn from somebody else's mistakes and, and instead of waiting for it to happen to you as well? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I try to, um, to, to impart these things through my writing in the business journal or through speaking. Um, you know, and I, and in fact, it's, it's funny you bring it up because again, one of these convergence of things, uh, yes, Phoenix is coming up and it's like, well, what's my topic going to be this year for, for yes, PHX is, uh, or not yes, PHX, uh, Phoenix startup week. Uh, what's going to be my topic. And I'm, and I'm kind of leaning towards sharing, um, the importance of empathy as a leader. Um, and I think that it's, we've become a, I mean, I mean, the way I – to answer your question, the way I, I bring it up is I just try to um, – like I say, we're in a discussion about a startup. And they didn't – we just – say I'm on one of my screening committees and the startup didn't do so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, we can be – being that we're older, successful people, it's kind of easy to bash people. <laughs> and it's kind of fun. Sure. But <laughs> um, it's not always constructive. <laughs> And and step back and say, okay, well, let's try and understand why why why. Well, th- this this business owner is a technical person, not a business owner, so they don't really understand what we're asking them, uh, because they're they're answering from a technical perspective, not from a business perspective. Even though the question was about run rate, they somehow made it about software, right? And um, we need to understand that perspective and, and not say not actually forgive them for that mistake, but if we can understand where it's coming from, um, rephrase the question or find someone else in the organization to ask the question of. And so I just try to bring those things up when I become aware of them and, and kind of reinforce them. And I, I think the strongest is leading by example. It's the hardest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's much easier to tell other people how to do things right than it is to do it yourself. But um, I think that's kind of been a big push for me within the company and then within the community um, is, you know, I, I, I've got to get st- step up and do these things that we all kind of know we're supposed to be doing, but it's kind of a pain. Um, but let's do it anyway. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So w- what are some things that, that looking back that you had to stop doing in order to either become successful or to stay on the trajectory that you were on? Hmm. Well, I mean, for me personally, it's take risks. Um, I'm, I'm not a risk taker. Um, my, my personality, well, again, I've got this split personality, but the, the <laughs> dominant, the dominant side of my personality is more, 
you know, if I just sit here and, and write code all day or, or build, you know, mathematical models all day long, no one will bother me and life will be pretty good. Um, but, but then there's the other side of me that wants to, you know, achieve other things and, and, you know, create things. And so, um, I think the, the big thing is learning to, um, put aside my fear of conflict and my fear of, um, you know, making waves and, and push myself to do things. Um, that's, that's, it's still a struggle. That's, that's been the biggest struggle for me. And, it, and to this day, it continues to be a struggle, um, to where I, I kind of let that kind of, I have a tendency to kind of go with the flow. Um, it, at the same time, there's a voice in my head going, yeah, but we should be going this way. Mm-hmm. And, and listening to that voice and speaking up and, uh, and, and being assertive about those things is what I have to constantly remind myself to do. And obviously easier said than done for, for, for all of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Afterwards we always know what we should have done, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You hear about, uh, there's a person named Mel Robbins who talks about, I forget here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring her up and I'm not going to actually be able to recall. It's like three <laughs> seconds or five seconds. It's like, you just need to do it within that amount of time mm-hmm. or you're not going to do it. It's like you wake up, you know, you're supposed to go to the gym. You need to get out of mm-hmm. bed within three seconds. Yes or make that phone call or have that conversation. Is it, is it something like that, that you just, Oh yeah. I've never heard that before, but that nails it on the head. If, if I just, if I go with the impulse when it comes up, I'm good. But if I analyze it, I find all the excuses in the world not to move forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and speaking of which I didn't go to the gym this morning because of that. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> I should have just got so, out of bed gone. <laughs> What is an area that, uh, that, that, that you see and, you know, per- perhaps this has always been the case. Maybe it's changed over the course of, uh, of the 25 years that, that you've been, uh, running your company. What's an area that, that people should be more focused on, but they're not. Whew. Or maybe something they focus yeah. too much on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's a, that there's what they're not, they should be focused on the important thing they're not focused on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what, what is that? I, I, I think it depends from, from person to person and company to company. I think a, a good way to look at it is, um, f- you know, step back and look at the things that aren't your strength that are critical to the success of your company. Um, we like to focus on things. I mean, I personally like to focus on things I'm good at or that the company's good at and reinforce those. And that may not be, uh, uh, where we should be putting our time. And I'll give you a good example for PADT, which is sales, right? We we're a bunch of engineers that started the company. If anything, not only were we not good at sales, we, we actually didn't like salespeople. We used to make fun of them. Right. <laughs> and uh, because we were engineers, right. We were constantly being harassed and we were decision makers within organizations. So we were constantly being harassed by salespeople. So, um, when we started selling things, we started selling software and hardware. Um, we thought, well, we're great engineers. We'll just be technical and people will buy from us. And that ain't the truth. Um, you have to have good salespeople and there's, and there's people that can sell in a good way and there's people that can sell in a bad way. And and you can, you can make a partnership with good salespeople with your customers. That's a win-win situation. It doesn't have to be zero sum. And so us learning how to hire and manage salespeople and then grow and let them manage, you know, the sales team manage itself as we've gotten, you know, management type people in the organization. Um, that's, that's a great example of, 
of us looking at what's critical to our success that's not a core competency and building that core competency. Yeah, nice. And right now, what do you wish you had more time to do? Uh, I think the, the, I mean, personally, I wish I had more time to, um, grow some of the more, the, the newer, uh, technologies that are changing our industry, um, like artificial intelligence, machine learning, that area. Um, I think that that's, that's important to the growth of our company and, um, I need to get my head around you know, there's a lot of hype around it, so there's a lot of fog you gotta gotta wander through before you find something solid. Um, that's that's kind of a, an area that I that I wish I had more time to spend time on. Um, I think the other is creating from a personal personnel standpoint is um, I wish we had more time to create growth paths for our employees. One of the one of the problems of being a small business with a lot of very capable we're we're able because we're small. And because of our reputation, we're able to hire some very capable people. They're all top performers. So how do you create a chance for advancement when everybody's really good at what they do, right? And and it takes a lot more effort. And when you're small, you can't just make everybody a manager, right, and create this giant ladder so somebody's got somebody to report to. Um, so I wish we had more time to really tackle that problem. Uh, because it is a, it's an area of disappointment, especially for our, our younger employees. They they want to see, um, and I think this is a good thing. We like to make fun of millennials and Gen whatevers, but <laughs> they tend to have a um, a desire to see a path to advancement. Sure. And and it's difficult for us to provide that, and we just don't have the. We try, but we just keep getting caught up in the day to day. And I wish we had the time and the resources to step back and really work that out for them. Got it. Well, it's certainly, I mean, all of us are, are, are trying to balance so many different tasks and, and all that mm-hmm. good stuff in our minds. Are, are, are you a person that, 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 that keeps lists or checklists or how, how do you organize what you need to get done? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. What, what does work for me is, is simple to do lists. Um, am I good about them? No, <laughs> I, it's kind of like I need a to-do list to put things on my to-do list. Sure. When, when I'm, when I'm, uh, uh, very disciplined about keeping my to-do lists up to date, I'm pretty good. Um, I think part of my problem is when I was younger, I could remember all this stuff. Mm. Um, and part of it is age and part of it is there's a lot more stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a lot more going on, a lot more smaller things going on. And so I get a little overwhelmed at times. So I do, I do use checklists. That's, that's my, my way of doing things. Um, doesn't really matter if it's a piece of paper or, or on an application, just keep it simple. And then I also, uh, finally we have an executive assistant for the three owners of PADT and, and she's kind of my overriding checklist in some ways. And so the really important stuff, she makes sure I don't drop balls on things. Um, and it's, it's been a big help. So I think that's one lesson I learned from, a, another, um, he was a, a CTO at a much, much larger company. And I asked him, you know, how do you keep track of all this stuff? Cause they're growing like crazy. Hmm. And he said, you know, I, I've got people I delegate things to, including someone that just makes sure I don't drop any, but one of, one of their tasks is to make sure I don't drop any balls. And, uh, so that's, that was a good lesson learned from somebody else. Yeah. Got to keep those plates spinning. You got to keep the plates spinning and they keep adding them, right? It's, it's, uh, it keeps happening. So it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. 
one of those good problems. I like yep. it. Well, Eric, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I'm going to go with a with one that I've been kind of fixated on for a while now is that I, I think as a, as a people and a culture, we've become too selfish. And I think we've got to be more um, less less selfish, more about the community, more about other people. Um, you know, it's it's win it, win is the way to go. And I think it's good for business. I think it's good for personal happiness. I think it's good for relationships. Um, it's a, it's a it's a good thing all around. And and if there's if there's one one thing that I've been kind of obsessed with and trying to to spread everywhere is this: we got to stop being so damn selfish about everything. Mm. You know, not, not in my backyard. You know, is is a is a big thing that bothers me right now. Is everybody wants, you know, better this and better that, as long as it's not built in their backyard, right? And there's just countless examples where, um, where we've tilted the scale too much towards uh, what what's good for us and not necessarily what's good for everybody. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets. Come on, come on. Yep. Eric, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? And tell us a little bit about what people come to PADT for. So we are a mechanical engineering products and services company, and people come to us if they are making things and they want somebody to help them uh, by providing the tools the engineers need to get stuff done. So we sell simulation software, scanning tools, uh, 3D printers, tools for 3D printing, all sorts of stuff that engineers use in that area. And then on the services side, the consulting side, we do engineering as a service. We do 3D printing as a service for folks. Um, and it's a it's a it's a great fun business with the variety of projects we get to see. Um, we we just love it. And like I said, we're about 85 folks, and we we have offices all the way from Texas to uh, Southern California, and uh, we're growing as we speak, and and hope to uh, to dominate west of the Mississippi someday as the premier provider. We've always said that we're a premier provider of engineering services in the Southwest, and we want to get rid of the South part. Um, so we're hoping to grow over the next five years and do that. Excellent. Uh, you can reach us at www.padtinc.com. And then for myself, if you want to learn more about my thoughts and things, um, I have a usually weekly, but uh, it's been um, they're, they're shorthanded over at the Business Journal. So it's been monthly for a little while and we'll hopefully pick up again the pace. Um, I do columns about small business startups. Um technology, all that kind of stuff, kind of all over the place, random thoughts in the Phoenix Business Journal. And if you just search for Eric Miller, you'll see, you'll get my uh, author bio and you click on it, you can see uh, close to, I'm almost 200 articles up there. So there's a lot of musings and things there. And uh, also you see me around at any kind of tech council event. I'll probably be there. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Eric your appreciation. Share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to padtinc.com. Mm-hmm. Go to the Phoenix Business Journal. Search Eric Miller. 200 articles. That's awesome. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Well, thank you again, Eric. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding 
how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course, and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show.